Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Video connoisseur, as always, it, it's Matt here, and I am joined by uh, two special guests who are familiar to the show here. No, no strangers at all. Here we've got Brett and Ty from Comeuppance Reviews. How are you guys doing? Great, great, doing great. Yeah, Happy to be here once again. By the way, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, that's Brett, and then I'm Tyler or Ty or whatever. That's my name. But it's like, and uh, yeah, thanks for having us back. Excellent. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, I would say if anybody has trouble distinguishing between the two of you guys, you should. They should be listening to Comeuppance Reviews um, podcast. Well, more. that's true. Yeah. yeah, and then when you listen to that, you'll get a sense of who who sounds like who, and then you won't have to worry about that problem. So that's that's the solution. If anybody's worried about who's when is Brett speaking, when is Ty speaking, that's my suggestion for how to, how to fix that problem. I, I, I appreciate that. Okay, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Brett speaking, uh, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Ty speaking, thanks. Yeah. You know, okay. <laughs> and I think you guys have the, the record for most of guest appearances, which I mean, I guess it's kind of, you know, it, it, which is probably a record you'll probably always have because you guys will be on, from, you know, from time to time. But um, I think uh, you guys and the Mitch right after have been on, you know, because um, oh, nice. you guys were the only ones who were on twice when I had the early run with Jamie uh, before the hiatus. So you, you already started off with a, with, a, with a lead on everybody. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah we, and, uh, I mean, our relationship as as bloggers, you know, website runners, goes back pretty far. Ten so. years. Ten years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we it, had Mitch on our podcast. It worked out very well. I yeah. like to have him back on ours. Actually, yeah, he was really good. He's good. I gotta email him. Yeah. I didn't forget about him. I was going to say, I think that episode that you guys did, that might have been my favorite podcast episode of any podcast I listened to this year, the one that you guys did with, with the Jean-Claude Van Damme one. That was such a fantastic episode. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, it's, it, you know, and, and we're going to be doing Cynthia Rothrock here, who I think is one that I, I never quite realized how much people really liked her until I just posted like a one-off like dad joke meme of her <laughs> on my, my Instagram. It was just like it had a picture of her from – one of the Tiger Claws movies, I believe, where she's holding a candle, 
And mm. I made a joke. I was like, the only person who can hold a candle to Cynthia Rothrock is Cynthia Rothrock, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know? So <laughs> just, like, pure dad joke. And it, it blew up. It like had like 70 likes, um, which, you know, for my, my Instagram, I don't have a lot of followers because it's still new. We're still getting it up there. So anything beyond, I think, like 20 means that it's like people outside, you know, people who are following the tag um, on there. Uh, but that was a shock for me because I was thinking like, okay, Dolph obviously is a big one. Everybody likes Dolph. And, um, you know, from there, it's like sometimes Seagal, somebody like that. But every time I post a Rothrock one, people like it. And so I think this is one that people have wanted to hear for a while is, you know, a, a, po a podcast about Cynthia Rothrock. Um, well, thanks for having us on tonight. Yeah. Uh, now, one thing I wanted to mention before we get into this one is um, mm -hmm. when we did the, the previous time you guys were on, when we did the PM Entertainment one, I can't remember if it was Ty or Brett after who said, Oh, we forgot to mention Skyscraper, um, and because we, we did mention it on that PM Entertainment podcast, and then I did the, the, the blog of it, but I think, Ty, when you and I were talking about when, when you guys were coming back on, I was like, well, you know, maybe we could you know, go make up for that, that gap of forgetting Skyscraper, do an episode on Skyscraper. And, Just Skyscraper. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think Ty mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did. That's right. It, it, sure enough, Richard Haas from a DTV Digest, he commented when I did the, the skyscraper post, when I put it on Facebook, he commented, he's like, you guys should do a podcast about that. I'm like, okay, so that's probably what we'll, we'll do when, when I have Brett and Ty on the next time, you know, but uh, we had already talked about doing the Rothrock one. So I thought, I, and I felt like we shouldn't skip it. Like we really should uh, get this one in because I think people really are, are interested in, in talking about her. Yes, I agree, and I'd definitely be up for all skyscraper, uh, maybe a slash to the limit podcast if you ever wanted to do that. Yeah, happy yeah. to do that. That might be the thing to do is maybe add to the limit too, because they're both on Tubi right now, which is good. Um, nice. Um, though, I mean, I don't know. There's so much that happens in skyscraper that you could. I mean, I don't want to do the podcast now because it's like yeah. it's a, <laughs> I just see Malibu in that that vest and, and shirt. <laughs> the Uzi or so the great. other shirt that he had that was like a like a, maybe like a woman's shirt that like you could unzip to show the man. <laughs> Um, Classic Malibu. Yeah, it's just die hard in a building. That's all I have yeah, to say. Die hard, it's die hard in a skyscraper. Right. <laughs> right. right. I guess like, it's, yeah, it's die hard in the the upper floors of the skyscraper. Is that what makes it less die hardy or, or <laughs> different from die hard? It's like you know, you know what was missing from the original Die Hard? Anna Nicole Smith. That's what someone must have thought. Right. And the funny thing is, I don't know if you saw on my Facebook page, Simon um, linked a video on YouTube where they show all the outtakes. And we discovered that one of the reasons why they decided to have her be a helicopter pilot was that someone could give her her lines into the, the headset. Oh, and, that's perfect. Yeah. It's so PM Entertainment, right, to think of that, that like, what's, what's a, a job that we can give Anna Nicole Smith that we can give her her lines and it won't seem unnatural? And, and so, yeah. I know. You, you hear movies today when people have the same dialogue go back and forth, you know, like, how dare you? How dare you? It's like, and that's easy. So someone tells her her great lines as Carrie Wink, and then <laughs> <laughs> she happily repeats them. It's like Zitz helicopter uh, rental or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so oh. just, I don't know. We're, we're getting pretty deep into it already. Oh, okay. It's very okay. deep to talk about this. Didn't this happen the last time with PM Entertainment? We started doing a Lorenzo Lamas podcast without realizing it. We had to bring it back. Well, I, 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 I you know, spontaneous Lamas conversations can definitely happen. Well, there's no Renegade podcast. Hopefully, no one steals that idea. Yeah. It's just that every episode uh, of Renegade <laughs> is. is <laughs> 
is <laughs> talked about. Hundreds of episodes. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. I bet you anything if, if you did a, 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 a Renegade podcast, like I don't know if you could get Lamas to guest on, but I bet you could get people like Kathleen Kinmont and Branscom Richmond to be on and like do interviews and stuff. Um, oh, but yeah, I was wondering. That's a good idea. Well, oh, yeah. Some behind-the-scenes people, I'm sure, too. Right, exactly. I mean, you, you got to think that people would want to talk about that show, and it, it, yeah, that could be a real interesting one. And especially with like the, 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 the way those shows. I mean, all the people that guest starred on on episodes. Um, I mean, that that show was just yeah. They don't make TV like that anymore, unfortunately. Nah, sadly, no. At least we have 110 great episodes of Renegade. <laughs> yes, <that's laughs> Every a, single I, one. Yeah, 110 episode podcast. <laughs> that's a lot, 110 <laughs> episode podcast. Yeah, that's a big podcast. So, yeah, that's something <laughs> to consider. I mean, I guess with the, when there's two part episodes, maybe you do. Like, remember there was that end of the season one where they had um, what was it? Because the Pentium chip was out. That was like the new thing, and they were talking about the 686 chip was what the the next <laughs> the next thing was, and all these that's like tremendous. mercenaries or bounty hunters were out trying to get this woman that had it. <laughs> well, there's a lot of intrigue when it comes to a lot of you know corporate intrigue when it comes to uh, Pentium uh, processors. Right. Is, is Vince Black and... or Reno Reigns going to figure this one out in this episode? Exactly. We'll with, with Dutch Dixon hot on the trail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, one thing that I, I thought it would be an interesting actually, I, I'd forgotten to got, bring this up to you guys before we were doing this, the episode of one interesting thing we're talking about syndicated TV. And um, I know on, on your podcast, you guys have a great segment called Could Have Been a Contender. Um, yes. About people who should have done DTV. And yes. Rothrock, you know, the subject of this episode here, it's interesting to think that she never did syndicated TV. Like she would have been a great like it would have been a great show based around her, I think. Oh, I agree. I mean, she got close with Irresistible Force, I believe that was named, which yeah. was a pilot that, for a TV show that was supposed to happen with Stacey Keach. But um, beyond that, you're right. She should have done a, at least one or two seasons. I mean, if you think about it, like Fred Dreyer, um, lots of people. Um, with, I think Thomasine Griffith all did syndicated TV. So why Samuel not? Hung. Yeah. yeah. Samuel. I mean, Michael Dudikoff. Uh, yeah, Cobra. Uh, Love that yeah, Lamas. I mean, you think of the shows that were out there. I mean, yeah, it, it is. It's, that's a good point you mentioned about Irresistible Force because I think that was supposed to be a TV show, and who knows what happens with TV shows if, like, you know, that there's turnover in the the, you know, at the top, and uh, right. somebody who liked it decides they don't like it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one one day there's a new president and they decide they don't like it. Yeah. It's, I think it's you a don't common like Irresistible story. Force for canceling this great idea for a program. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure someone I, said that. I mean, the, the fact that I think that if that was a you know pilot for a TV show, and I I feel like if if Walker Texas Ranger was was a, a TV show for however many years, the Irresistible Force could have been a good TV show. They could put it on back to back. Yes, that would have been good. That would have been a good. Because is that was that where Sam Hung show was on? Was that I think after? So. Yeah, I never really seen martial law. I just remember seeing it a long time ago as a kid. It's yeah. on DVD now. Same with uh, Nash Bridges. Right, I remember Nash Bridges with, with Cheech Marin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about these great uh, 90s syndicated shows all day. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> well, you know, what's great, I think, about Cynthia Rothrock is that, that she was big in that, that same pe- that period that I think we think of as um like the, you know, the golden age of DTV action, that sort of late mm-hmm. 80s into the 90s. Um, you know, for, for you guys, what were some of your, your earliest or best memories of, of Rothrock? Oh, go ahead. Well, before we even do that, 
because you know i i don't know if i have a super early memory of rothrock but i don't want to bury the lead here but i've met cynthia rothrock oh no way (laughs) yeah i have the thing is it's not much of a story though so I, i don't really have a big story to tell about this but i do i have met her which is um, at the Chiller Theater Convention in New Jersey, you know, where they have stars and, you know, autograph signings and, you know, like a typical, like a horror convention. Um, and she was there. And um, I remember meeting her and I believe walking either out of the room she was in into an elevator with her. She's very short. You know, she's <laughs> short in stature. Um very pleasant, very nice. I mean, we basically said like hello and maybe exchanged a few little words together, and, and then that was it. So I don't have a big story about this, but I have met her. I have seen her in person, and even in, I believe as close confines as an elevator. And um, I, she was nothing if not completely pleasant, completely nice. And I've just from our brief meeting, I've nothing but a pleasant memory of meeting her. Wow. That is amazing, yeah. Because yeah, she's from this area. I think she she she's from Wilmington, Delaware. So I imagine, yeah, it's it probably be natural for her to come here and and do stuff in in you know Jersey, uh, that that area. Um, it it does seem like she would be that way. So that's really cool to find out that that's actually the truth that she didn't like give you the cold shoulder or no, you know, no, give you a scorpion no, no, nothing like that at all. Like no, no cold oh, shoulder. Goodness. Very very pleasant. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. remember her seeing her movies around the video store. I never had a chance to rent them as a kid. You know, you're, you're renting the you know, Mighty Ducks mm-hmm. and uh, all that stuff. You know, D2, the Mighty Ducks, D3, the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> you're not uh, <laughs> renting the martial art movies. So it's like. <laughs> but then at a certain point, you are. At a certain point, yeah. you grow up and you, you grow up walk and you, to the action section of the video store and then you start seeing these box covers. And... Oh, yeah. It's like. Well, I think we mentioned this before. It's like when I first saw Death Fight with Richard Norton. It's like Richard Norton, as I call him. <laughs> Richard Norton. Who is Richard yeah, Norton? All new face and an all new name for us, yeah. you know, because his name is huge on that box. And yeah. it's like, who? Why are they touting this guy as this big guy? I mean, he was a big name, but we didn't know that, you know. No, and so, now we know. So and now, and they were in those movies together, which we will probably talk about shortly. Yeah, well, because I think that's for me, too. I was trying to remember if it was the video store or TV that I first like, because you, you know how when you you'd rent movies, you get all those trailers at the beginning. And I cannot remember if I saw the trailer on on there or if it was like she, China O'Brien was going to be on TV and they were advertising it. But I do remember, I mean, that that cover, that, that VHS cover to China O'Brien was yes. just big. Yeah, it was like, that was one where you're like, I gotta see this. I gotta know what this is all about. Like, this 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 movie just seems like it. And I, I cannot remember if I saw it first there. And then, and then that was my first experience with, with Cynthia Rothrock was, was China O'Brien. And I, I can't remember where I watched it. Um, I think that's one of the problems now, is that we're, we're like 30 <laughs> years away from that time. And so yeah, I know. It's getting, I know. It's, but it's, but it's, I do remember, it's, I think there were posters and maybe yeah. even standees for China O'Brien. I mean, that they were really pushing China O'Brien as a big DTV action release, you know, to compete with all the others, you know. Yeah. And Rage of Honor, too. It's like, I remember that. Rage of Honor also? Or Rage, Rage of Honor? Honor. No, Rage of <laughs> Honor. No, Rage of Honor, the first one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Rage of Honor as well. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll Rage of Honor, too. That would be Patrick Muldoon would be the standing cardboard well, cutout, right, for that go, one instead. We were just talking about Saved by the Bell before we recorded. Yeah, you know, he he was Jeff and uh, Stay by the Bell, right. stole Kelly and it, from Zach, yes. and, and appeared in some action movies. That's right, yeah. Chain of Command. Yeah, he was in Black Hat Run. 
<laughs> he was he was in one recently with a uh, Casper Van Dien. It was like a a motorcycle gang movie or something like that. And he's just like I have a, I have a picture of him on the blog that I, I a screenshot that I took where he's just like holding like a Dos Equis in his hand with his hair all messed up and his like tribal or like his barbed wire arm. <laughs> band tattoo or whatever <laughs> yeah it's just like it's it's sort of like the natural conclusion for patrick muldoon that, that that's where he'd end up is is, is to, doing that role in that movie yeah well, that's kind of that about black cat run oh, sorry to... <laughs> no and say it's from starship troopers when they were both in that catch of Dean yep. and uh, muldoon to whatever when we did you watch for a minute again black cat run that might oh, is what, it just, is not in that one Oh, what's the one? It's, it's a biker movie. It's a biker movie of some sort. Um, yeah, it's um, man, I don't remember. I think it's one of the last Casper Van Dien movies. When I posted it, there's a picture, the screenshot I took of Casper Van Dien. He had this very earnest look on his face. Mm. So when I posted on Twitter, I said, you know, here's Casper Van Dien in the, with a very earnest face in uh, whatever the movie was, and he he retweeted and he was like, earnest face? Like, what are, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like. What do you mean? Why are you pointing that out? Well, didn't he uh, message you also on Instagram about uh, having some cake or something? Right, because the picture that he took of him, the, the, the screenshot that I got of him and, and showed out of Manila, it was just like really this really goofy grin on his face that looked like he was up to something. So the only thing I could think of that would be like, you know, appropriate and, and you could fit in a meme was just him being like, you know, saying he's not going to eat your cake. But when you turn around, he's totally going to eat your cake or something like yeah. that or eat your pie. <laughs> Your pie. That's what it is. Eat your pie. And yeah, he, yeah, pie. Yeah, he, he reposted. He was like, "I like pie," and you know, <laughs> perfect response. No. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I the movie think... was born to ride. That was yes, the... I was just about to say that. I was about to yeah. look that up for you. Yeah. yeah, but that's not the same movie with John Stamos. Right? No. no, no, this one. But it, but going back to our Renegade conversation, it does have Branscom Richmond. Someone, oh, okay. Someone likes Renegade. You know, these movies. It's like, who doesn't, as you can say. Exactly. If you don't like Renegade, you're not allowed to watch TV. Right. <laughs> wow. It's, harsh. I know. it's very harsh, but it's Renegade. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of agree. I mean, you know, great theme song, um, the motorcycle, the pro. Yeah. Whatever that, 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 that monologue thing at the beginning, you know, and now, yes. now prowls the Badlands, a bounty yeah. hunter. Right? Yeah, it's like an outlaw, a renegade, you know, and then you get that it guitar. Does that, it does that funny jump at the end. Like, <laughs> yes. Whoa! Yeah. All right. Well, that's what Lamas is known for. I mean, look at Viper. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's he's a jumper, which you know. Is, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we got a jumper. Yeah. It's Lamas. <laughs> um, now, you know, for, for the list here, I thought we'd do a couple of disclaimers before we get into your list probably the biggest one is i think you know tiny you and i were talking about this that we haven't seen everything from cynthia yes. there are, are some real obscure ones out there um i think i mentioned that there's one she did in cambodia that's in cambodian that you can find on youtube which um uh you know i don't <laughs> know if i want to watch a movie that's entirely cambodian and guess what happens in it but um so but but more obscure ones than that that are just hard to find um uh, so i think that's one of the things is that People out there, you know, if, if, if you're hearing us talk about this list and, um, you know, again, it's, it, and the other disclaimer I want to say is that these are more like our favorites or our fun, you know, not not, oh. not so much like the definitive 
you know, we're telling you this is correct and, and you know, you know, fight us if, you know, or don't add us or whatever, you know, that the kids say when uh, they're, they're making a crazy opinion. But, um, you know, if, if you're hearing one that you feel like we didn't put on here that, that maybe we haven't seen yet, if it's more obscure, let us know. And, and also maybe let us know where we can track some of these down, because I think, uh, yeah, that's a good, you know, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I think we we would love there's there's some of those ones, especially once you did in Hong Kong and, and Cambodia, I guess, um, that we can't, you know, that we haven't been able to get that we would love to find out. So, you know, at the end of the episode, we're going to talk about where to find us. Um, but, you know, drop any of us a line and we would love to because we, we kind of trade off, you know, where you find things. So uh, let us know. We would love to hear that. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if it's on either of the list. Well, I don't want to give anything away. But uh, but some of our Hong Kong movies are more well known, such as Above the Law. Yeah. which is a great movie. So, you know, that got a wide distribution. That got a really good DVD release from Dragon Dynasty. So, you know, some of the Hong Kong work is out there. But, yeah, obviously some of the others were done by more low-budget companies and didn't get a lot of distribution. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, if we could find I – mean, I mean, you know, it's amazing, too, because you, you talk to someone like Simon and Simon Miller um, for Explosive Action in, in Australia. He collects, like, a lot of foreign – you know, VHS, DVD, VCDs. I mean, he collects all kinds of stuff. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. His collection's fantastic. Yeah. I, I think that's how we ended up with finally being able to watch Secret of King Mahi's Island was that he found <laughs> Japanese VHS. So, um, you know, he's probably someone that eventually he's going to probably find all of these. But in the meantime, <laughs> you know, if anybody has them before he does, you know, let us know. Yeah, I mean, God bless him. I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, as of right this moment, I don't know when people will be listening to this. Maybe it's in 20 years in the future. But as of right now, <laughs> The Secret of King Mahi's Island is on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so, how he watched it. Yeah, the same with me. And I think I, – I don't know for sure how, how um, the guy who uploaded it, uh, JCT – I say guy. We don't know if he – guy or, or, or you know, who it is but um it's possible that's where they got it from was they may have gotten his his co you know um a version of his uh from simon oh, it's, it's definitely possible but that yeah. youtube user i don't know if we could say I, mean, I think we mentioned it before on either our podcast or exploding helicopter but the guy's just called jct yeah and yeah. he has a lot of really obscure foreign action movies and he's seems to be quite a collector himself so if you go on youtube and just check out jct all in capital letters you'll see he has a lot of interesting stuff yeah and you know we're gonna be talking about um richard norton who who co-stars with cynthia rothrock and a lot of these a lot of his solo stuff i think i think um, jct has a few of his solo ones on there does he have mission terminate because that movie's yeah. awesome yeah, and maybe it's not him that has the one that, that, that you guys post. I think, Ty, you posted the VHS of this one recently. Um, Is it Blood Streets? Oh, Blood Street, yeah. Blood I, Street. Yeah. <laughs> Did he have that on there? Cause that's I don't a know if he had it or movie. somebody else had it. Yeah. That's a really wack. It's Leo Fong and Richard Norton and uh, yeah. Chuck Jeffries. Yeah, Chuck Jeffries. Always got to love Chuck Jeffries. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a combination of people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, now, the other thing I want to mention is, too, um, I didn't really come up with my own list so much as, you know, we're going to kind of do it like we did with the PM Entertainment one, where, you know, Ty's got the list, and then we'll just kind of talk about them, um, you know, each one. And we're also, we're not doing a bottom five, which we did. I know um, when I was on with you guys with uh, Seagal and then also with Van Damme, the one you guys did to bottom five. And I, I think with those guys, it's more relevant to do a bottom five because their careers are always celebrated. And plus, there's a lot of good bottom five material out there for those guys. So, Especially for Seagal. I mean, 
mean, yeah. <laughs> if you don't switch alone, that should be one through five. Yeah, that takes up a couple slots right there. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so, so, but we we may talk about some some stinkers or things like that when we get towards the end. But um, but yeah, but um, yeah, why don't we jump into it? So without any any okay. further ado, what, what what do we have for number five? I have Angel of Fury. Oh yeah. So, Brett, yeah. you want to talk about that one a little bit? Basically, all you can really say is that it's a classic 90s martial arts movie that you would find in a video store. You take it home, and it's a satisfying watch. You know. Well, it, it, had, it stars it's Bolt. Star. It's Bolt, the, the terrorist who strikes like lightning. Yes. Um, it, it's, it's, I'm speechless here because, it, yeah, I believe that's Peter O'Brien, the, uh, the stabilizer. Right? Yes. And, um, he's great in both of those movies. He's another what I might call a national treasure because he, he's just he's so amazing. I, maybe not quite to John Miller levels, and we might be talking about him a bit later, but he makes a great bad guy or in the case of the stabilizer, a good guy. And um, there's also a scene where a little kid repeatedly kicks a guy in a rat outfit in the butt. Yeah, that was great. Now, now this one I want to double check. This is also con- called Lady Dragon Two, right? Is it? Does that have oh, both titles? It's very confusing because okay. there is Lady Dragon Two, which is a- also <laughs> Angel of Fury, right? Or no? It's, it's a separate movie. Right. Okay. okay. It's a different. Okay. So it's very confusing. It. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually I, I know why you asked that question because it's very confusing. <laughs> I can't even figure it out. It's just, there's Angel but, Fury. There's US VHS. <laughs> is what we're talking about under that title and that's yeah just from our perspective that's what we know we know that vhs under that title lady dragon okay okay well no there's lady dragon (laughs) yeah oh sorry yeah and then there's lady dragon 2 and then there's angel of fear it's three separate movies because another title for angel of fury is called triple where is it triple cross okay okay that now I'm I, yeah so 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 just do want to make sure for anybody out there looking these up that um, Angel of Fury um, is also known as, as as Triple Cross and then um, for whatever reason Lady Dragon Two was um, ha- has a separate as a second title Lady Dragon Two Angel of Fury. Right. Okay. That's very confusing. Yes. Yeah, that's very confusing. <laughs> but the one we're talking about now has Cynthia Rothrock and Peter O'Brien. Okay. Yes, that's yeah. Angel of Fury. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's the one we're talking about right at this moment. I mean, okay. other movies may you know come and go throughout this conversation, but as of right now, that's the one. Yeah, and and to make it even more confusing, just to, to throw it out there. Oh no, okay. So 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 Lady Dragon Two came out in 1993, so it's not as bad. So so Angel of Fury was 92. Angel of Fury, also known as Triple Cross. So if you see it on Letterbox, it's Triple Cross on there. Oh, okay. Yeah, but so this is this is what what, what part of the fun is with DTV. Is that oh, that's true. Like, yeah. Everything has three titles or four yeah. titles, and and half <laughs> the time these titles are like are overlapping. So so keep that in mind that this is not lady dragon 2 aka angel of fury this is angel of fury aka triple cross yes okay no that's i think that's the clearest way you can say yeah, it perfectly, no, clear. Yeah, perfectly clear all right perfect that is one i haven't seen yet one i have been trying to track down so um good to hear that this actually makes your top five that I, i'm excited to check this one out yeah i think you're gonna like it, it there's yeah. a lot of really great moments and it definitely worth finding 
All right. Excellent. Well, now, uh, how about number four? Oh, okay. We have Honor and Glory. Oh, yes. Well, at a certain John Miller. Brett, you love John Miller. I'm a huge John Miller fan. John Miller, where are you? I just he's he's just you want to talk about chewing scenery. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he, he chews more scenery than geez. I really should have thought of this analogy before I started talking, but he really he, I mean, he, he doesn't know the meaning of subtle, which is so great. I mean, he goes so over the top. It's just it, with his eyes and just his whole demeanor and his mannerisms. I mean, he is just, it's just, it's just such a pleasure to watch. It's just, just throwing any and all subtlety completely out the window. I'm like, he's a bad guy. That's it. You know, no subtlety, no shading. Just I'm a bad guy. I just, you got to see him to believe him. He puts in a, two killer performances in those two Rothrock movies and starting with this one. So, yeah. So, I subtlety. It's great as always, but John Miller is an amazing foil for her. Well, that just ends all the discussion. For- <laughs> <laughs> well, I was telling Ty that um, when I did, I did the Honor and Glory post recently. I did a review um, for her uh, for that movie recently, and I actually quoted your your review where you wrote that John Miller is a national treasure. Um, yeah. So I definitely <laughs> put that part in there. Um, and I think these movies, it, it, you know, like I think one thing that's great about you know a, a John Miller type is that he, as the baddie, is just so extreme as the baddie. Um, and then, you know, Rothrock comes in and she does her martial arts and she's doing, you know, it, it's like it's your Godfrey Ho kind of movie where fight scenes just happen out of nowhere. Um, they make no sense and they don't need to make sense. No, it's, right. right. You know, it's just like, okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the best, um, I know there's a few things that we were talking about that was like the best in this movie. One of my favorites is the, the, the kind of, I get what do they call him, the younger Kung Fu brother or whatever. He is going up to the sister's house, um, played by Donna Jason. I can't remember her name, her character name in the movie, but... He's going to her house and he's got a baseball bat because he's afraid that like I think because he thinks Chuck Jeffries is in there and Chuck Jeffries at that point is still a baddie in the movie um, and he's going to that house and then Rothrock surprises him because she's like who is this dude with a baseball bat like snooping around my sister's house you know obviously I want to you know beat the crap out of that guy and so he starts swinging the bat at her and she of course you know, kicks his ass. And then like the sister comes out and she's like, what are you doing? Why are you attacking him? And then Rothrock apologizes to him, even though he is sneaking around her sister's house, wielding a baseball bat, swinging the baseball bat at Cynthia Rothrock. And she's just defending herself. But yet she was the one apologizing. And so it was like, it was so perfectly Godfrey Ho. Well, well, she's just very polite. (laughs) There's another part. I almost don't want to give it away. Well, no, it's just, I think we quote it all the time, so yeah, I feel like well, we can give this away. It, it's a one-word know. quote um, yes. that Ty – well, I, I, is it Bolo Young that says it or is just no, someone no, else? No, 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 Bolo, no Bolo. Okay. It's a different, just, uh, it's, 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 it kind of looks and reminds me of Bolo. It looks and sounds like Bolo, but it's a different, totally different like, – Smells like Bolo. Yeah. But he just – he's looking for – in honor of you're looking for a certain tape that they have, like a special tape. So – the, the goon just tells the I don't know who he tells. It, um, he's, I can't he's a the sister maybe. Brother, right? they call he's a country brother. Yeah, he just <laughs> he just goes tape, and then they say what? Yeah. Tape like a zombie. <laughs> well, it's very from from what I remember. He just knocks on the door, and yeah. then they open the door, and he goes tape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's his one word 
uh, sort of requests, and it's very, very, very funny and amusing to watch. Definitely a rewindable moment, I think. Yeah, it is, it, you know, because I think what happened was I watched the movie in parts, um, and so I, I think I still had like a half hour left or something like that, and it happens in the later part. So I was mentioning it to Ty that I was watching, and you were, and Ty was like, "Hey," but I was like, "Oh man, oh, did I miss that part?" And then it then it happened, and I was just like, "Oh man. yeah," I, I I couldn't believe, you know, and, and it, it is so funny because he's just he's like, you know, the guy's like trying to talk to him, the the younger kung fu brother, and he's like, oh, no, 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 you know, you know, kind of doing the whiny voice kind of thing, and he just goes. Tape. I, I always feel like yeah. more baddies or baddie hatchet men because he's he's the hatchet man man yeah. um, they, they should do that more often you know forget about trying to, to come up with cutesy words or lines or trying to negotiate with the person that you're going to rough up just say what you want you know whatever it is tape you know or file or disc, money money, money. Right? Yeah, so right just, just say it, say it nice long way, and, and all of that. So, yeah, <laughs> nice and I, clear. I think yeah. one thing that does make this movie with Rothrock in it for me too is that because John Miller is so good as a baddie, um, and you know they, we've established so many good fight scenes with Rothrock that. When you get to the end scene there, you just want to see her. And Donna Jason has some good scenes as well. And Chuck Jeffries, of course, you got to always love Chuck Jeffries in a movie. So it's like yeah. everything comes together so well in this movie that it, it's a pure classic. I think it's and you can get it on Prime now, too, for people. So you can get that on Prime. You can also get the Rift Tracks version on Prime. Um, I think you should watch it without the Rift Tracks first. Just watch it on your own first. And then then it is fun to do with the Rift Tracks as well. Well, I would certainly recommend the original version, you know, because it, it's so much fun as it is. It almost doesn't need the riff tracks because it's just it, you'll be completely entertained by it on its own terms. I can't make fun of honor and glory. How dare you? Right. Yes, yes. Now, one other note I should mention, too, is when I posted this one recently on Facebook, you know, speaking of Simon Miller from Explosive Action, he has um, a German release of this that has the original Hong Kong edit, which is supposedly completely different than this. Um, it's hmm, maybe oh. not as goofy and maybe has more fight scenes. He hasn't seen it yet, so he's going to tell us. And he didn't mention I, I, my, the joke that I said to him was, does um, John Miller still uh, stand up Ronald Reagan for their breakfast date in the, in the other <laughs> version of it? Because I, I always love that, too. He's like, I'm going to hang out with that old man. And it's like, Ronald Reagan, he just, you know, he just came out of office there. Um, <laughs> well, but, um, but, uh, but, you know, it's very political. That's where I go for my political commentary. You know. It's John Miller. Yeah, but um, but I guess that showed you how bad of a Republican he was, right? Not Republican, but how bad of a of a banker ripping people off that he was, right? That he couldn't even hang out with Ronald Reagan with his trickle down economics. I guess, right? That was <laughs> exactly. You could read into Honor and Glory all kinds of things. You know? <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah. So supposedly there's a, a there's a version out there. I guess we're we're wait, you know we'll we'll see what Simon says when he when he watch. I I just said Simon says that's that's great. Yeah, so I, <laughs> yeah. If I hear that a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, we'll see what he says about it but so so this could even be like what you have it as number four here which i definitely could would, would put it in, in this area as well but it's possible that this other version of it this hong kong edit might make it even higher on the list oh, it, it, wow. yeah, yeah. that's fascinating to think there's a whole other take on the movie and uh, just because it's it's so entertaining as it is i it's hard for me to see how they could improve upon it but i would definitely be interested to know the differences yeah absolutely for sure all right, well, all right, how about number three? All right, I have Guardian Angel. Oh, yeah. It's a PM, Cynthia Rothrock, so we can't go wrong with that. PM Rothrock, here we go. Yeah. 
I mean, a great combination. You know, I think, um, again, a video store classic. I think this also played on the cable networks like the Showtime and Movie Channel. Um, this might be one of my earlier Rothrock memories now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, oh, really? That's interesting. Because I think it played on, on cable, you know, fairly often, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's playing on right cable week. now. See, well, we need, should, but, you know. Well, as I say, <laughs> you need... You know, a lot of PM movies played on the pay cable networks, and I think this was yeah. just one of them. You know? Well, they, as I say to you, Brett, they should have the awesome technology of recording that we have now with the past guide of the movies that they have on the yeah. pay channels. Yeah. yeah. That'd be like two worlds fusing together. And I, I know you want that. And, you know, maybe someday we'll get some approximation of that. But that would be great. Now, you know. We have one, we have the other, never the twain shall meet. But, uh, oh. <laughs> but, but as far, yeah, but as far as Rothrock, yeah, I mean, definitely worthy of the top five. Oh, I think definitely. Well, what do you think, Matt? Yeah, I mean, you know, the other thing too, you know, PM Entertainment. Also, this is an Art Camacho. Um, I think he did fight choreography on this one. Um, so, you know, you, you put those two together. You, Art Camacho was probably one of the premier fight choreographers at that time, working with Cynthia Rothrock, who Perfect. is, you know, was one of the premier action, you know, martial arts stars at that time. And and it came together, you know, again with PM Entertainment saying like, this is how we're going to make a movie. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Yeah, it, it, you put all three of those together, you, you're going to get something really good. And, and yeah, I can definitely – I'm with you on this one. I, I like this one. Um, Marshall Teague also in it, you know, who um, doesn't tell anybody that, that, that he that – he, um, well, I have the, the, the explicit text. So I could just say that he fucked guys like him in prison. Um, doesn't yeah. say that to anybody. Also doesn't get his throat ripped out. So those are two spoilers to let people know that those things don't happen with Marshall Teague in the movie. But everything else is there. He's always evil, Marshall Teague, in these movies. I, I forget if he's evil in this one because I saw it a little while ago. No, he's I think evil he's... in um, what I, was I, it? Oh, uh, a dangerous place. Yeah, no. I I'm believe sorry, what, here he's. I no. believe he's in this um as as her, her like a, as a, another person on the force. I I, I don't remember yeah, myself now, now that, that you mention it, but I, the picture that I have on my site for it is the two of them together as police officers. Well, I just remember yeah. Marshall Teague in Roadhouse and, of course, the villain in A Dangerous Place, like Ken, like Sensei Ken or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was like, yeah, Sensei Seth or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something but, funny like that. No, but I think you're right. We're so used to seeing Marshall Teague in his more well-known roles as the baddie. I don't think he is this time around. I just think we're thinking of his other more well-known baddie roles. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, so this one, did it also have Brian Thompson in it, I believe? Um, the guy who played Shao yeah. Kahn in one of the Mortal Kombat movies. Well, double check one Guardian Angel or uh Yeah, Guardian Angel. I think okay. he was yeah, so it's I think he's he's a he's a bad guy in it, but I, I of course my 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 what I'm writing here is I'm saying um um oh wait, no, no, that's right. No, he wasn't in it. I think I was saying okay. that um it, that was my, my my paragraph was that it would have been better if they'd had Brian Thompson as the bad guy instead oh. of the woman that they picked as the baddie. Um, but he is a baddie in another Rothrock, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, yes, yes, I don't want to give that away. But that could be what you're thinking, because he did play a Rothrock nemesis uh, in another film. Isn't that the dream? The, <laughs> the play of Rothrock nemesis? That's my dream. Well, now, I don't know, too, if this is the one um, – there was a PM Entertainment movie that she did. When we when we were doing the PM Entertainment episode, I was looking up a little bit about her on there, and um, she said that there was one that she did where there was some, like, stunt guy or something like that, some guy who was acting in the movies with them who – 
I guess when they were acting out the fight scene, she hit him and hit him a little hard, and he tried to sue PM Entertainment for like twenty five oh, grand. Yeah. Was that this oh, movie? in that long, lengthy sort of article that I think we talked about, that, that whole breakdown of PM, that, that's in there somewhere. Yeah. Maybe I it, don't was know it was Guardian Angel. Yeah, it, she, did, she did a few with PM Entertainment, right? That um, I thought it was one with Richard Norton in it, too, so maybe it wasn't this one. I don't know if she did a PM Entertainment one that had him in it as well. Um, um, the the uh, Rage and Honor 1 and 2, that was weren't PM, I don't think. No. So, so maybe this was the one. Maybe this was the one that had happened, which is which is great to think that that some guy like, <laughs> was like oh. trying to sue them. I guess he, he when he tried to settle for like two hundred and fifty bucks or something like that. Yeah, like he started <laughs> off like a million, and they're like, no, and it's right. like uh, uh, five hundred thousand. No, and they just all right, give me fifty bucks. Like, <laughs> like he pretty much just like you know was kind of just a crybaby and wanted money yeah. from the sound of the story. Yeah, 50, yeah. 50 bucks and a biggie fries and Wendy's. You know, it's exactly. like. <laughs> That was the thing in the early 90s, right? It was I'll sue, right? That was kind of a big deal. Yeah, we all wanted to sue things. <laughs> Suing was really hot back then. That's right. What was it? The, the, was it Rocky Five where that manager guy, he punches that manager guy, and the guy's like, I'm going to sue, I'm going to sue. He's like, sue me for what? That was the time when, you know, coffee was being spilled on people and it was hot. And, you right. know, all kinds of people were being sued. So, yeah, yeah. But I'll sue you or, or people saying, so sue me. That was like something people said because it was right. like it was in a national uh, consciousness at the time. We couldn't stop suing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we just yeah. couldn't stop. Yeah, that would have been great if they, if if that guy if they 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 challenged the two hundred fifty dollar one and went to small claims court and it was like Cynthia <laughs> Rothrock on the People's Court with like, yeah. the other oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Great I would, way to get her on syndicated TV. If you only want to get her on Judge Judy or Judge Joe Brown, <laughs> something like that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, well, those other judge shows that were on at the time. Oh, Judge but, Mills Lane. Oh man. But, who was a boxer, you know, he was a fighter in his own right. Right, yes. That was right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to wear the robe. You know, they love the robe. Yeah. Well, we all. But it, this, like, would have been, it would have been interesting, and it would have made good TV, like good court TV, if the, as part of the court action, in the, in the courtroom he had to do martial arts. Like, in other words, oh, the judge says, oh, I don't believe you're a real martial artist. I think you're a scammer. Like, do some martial arts right here in the courtroom. Yeah. Well, that would have been in the the commercial promo, right? You know, on the next Judge Judy. Yeah, yeah. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that would be the episode name, too. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. So that that would have been something. That should have happened. We would have loved that. Excellent. All right. We're we're, we're moving through the list here. How about number two? I have Martial Law 2 undercover. Yeah, good one. That was a yeah. great team up between Wincott and Rothrock. Yes, and, and that's what should have happened. You know, the first one it had um, Chad McQueen. Yes. And then, so then for the sequel, they kind of, uh, you know, it's like cut and paste. They cut Chad McQueen, but they pasted uh, Wincott, and that to me that's that's an upgrade. I mean, you you want Wincott and and teamed up with Rothrock together. It's a power team that people should see. And it delivered the goods. Yeah, it, it was interesting, right? Because 
it, what's interesting is that Rothrock's the one who's in both of them, but yet yeah. it was almost like it's like one of those things like for people if you have a job and you're like you're 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 like hoping to get moved up in the position and they just hire somebody from outside to take the, that, <laughs> the other person's position and you're like oh you know like why you know I kind of I wonder if Rothrock felt that way if she was like oh I should be moved into the lead right but oh no they're just gonna get Wincott in here, but it does yeah. work. Oh yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you know, because there's no less Rothrock in the sequel. Right. You just so she her presence kind of maintains, but they just kind of replace Chad McQueen with Wincott, and to me that that works. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree too that that's how it should have always been. Like I think when you watch Martial Law Two, I think that's probably the ultimate thing for that movie. Is that it's it, it's it's a weird kind of sequel in that sense. I don't think I've ever seen a sequel like that before. Where I was like, that's how the first one should have been, right? Where you're like, right. usually yeah. it's like. Either the sequel is as good, better, or worse than the first one, but it's not like uh, – this doesn't feel like a do-over like this one feels like. Yeah, well, that's true. It's kind of like, uh, you know, like Godfather 2, you know, it's – it's you know, a lot of people say Godfather 2 is better than Godfather 1, you know. So in, in the world of DTV, maybe you could compare it. <laughs> this is the Godfather I just, yeah. 2. I just think Godfather 3 is the best one. <laughs> that doesn't get a lot of attention, yeah. You know, but I think, too, you know, this is when you were talking about the PM Entertainment list, I know you had Last Man Standing on it. And I think mm-hmm. for anybody who's not really familiar with Jeff Wincott, those are two really great places to start for him is uh, Last Man Standing and Martial Law, too. And and yeah. honestly, I think you're right. I mean, if you're you're trying to get all your, your the, the Cynthia Rothrock movies in, you should see Martial Law 1. But there's really nothing about Martial Law 1 that you need to see to see 2. So you oh, could true. just jump yeah, in. You could jump right into 2 if you oh, want. Yeah. No problem there. Also, I would add Mission of Justice yeah. if you want to check out Wincott. I mean, uh, Rothrock's not in it, but it's a great Wincott performance. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that, that, you know, when you look at her with her co-stars, um, you know, this is a, a bit of a unique one because, you know, I think a lot of times with her co-stars, she's working with like Richard Norton, um, who Richard Norton did a really great job of, of putting the spotlight on Rothrock. Like he wanted to make sure that it was Rothrock that people were watching, because I think there was still that stigma about, oh, can a woman do this? Can a woman be a martial artist and and, and, and star in these movies and be the, the, the hero and all of that? And, and he would always take a step back, I think, and let her be the star. I, I think he wanted that. I think he saw her potential and wanted that. And this movie's not really like that because Wincott is as much the star. But, you know, she has a lot of really great fight scenes. And I think it's kind of cool to see Wincott is not really taking a step back. Cause I, I also don't think Wincott could have afforded to take a step back. He didn't He didn't have the career that Norton had um, to this point. You know, Rothrock, or Wincott was still trying to make a name for himself. And I think that's one thing about this movie that's great is that you almost feel like the two of them are pushing each other to each do. You know, they're going to they're gonna make their scenes the best possible and, and, and see who can be the, the actual star of the movie. That's a great point. I totally agree. And that's what makes it such compulsive viewing. You know, it's like they're supporting each other. You know what I mean? They're not in competition in in a negative way. They're supporting each other. And you get that feeling in the team ups between Rothrock and Norton as well. It's because they had good chemistry together. That's why they're in so many movies together, because something about that combination really works. Um, So I don't know what happened, you know, behind the scenes, but on screen, it really works. I did want to mention. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, no, go go ahead. ahead. Go, Go ahead. Oh, okay. Hitler to go ahead in the podcast world. Okay, so um, I did want to mention Evan Lurie in Martial Law 2 because he's extra, extra meathead. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, anytime you can mention Evan Lurie, I don't think that should be passed by. I'm glad you brought that up. 
because yeah. we put it in our review that he uh, <laughs> I can't even write about laughing. Um, it says that he has a strange speech pattern. He sounds like Stallone on half speed. <laughs> wow, and that that's pretty slow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I full agree with you on Evan Lurie. I think the, the very first time I ever saw Evan Lurie was um American Kickboxer two. Um, not to be confused <laughs> with American Kickboxer one. <laughs> I think that's the first time we saw him also. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like I said, I've got to see everything that this guy's been in, and um, and and uh, so I mean, finally, I think I did T Force recently, and that was like the last one to do. But I, I remember I, I spent a lot of time and money to track down Guns and Lipstick, which he's in, um, just oh. to be able to get every Evan Lurie movie on the blog at wow. some point. You're an um, Evan Lurie completist, which is exactly. great. <laughs> so, something to be proud of. Well, I mean, he he has a great role as the baddie in Hologram Man. Yes, so, exactly. He, he's he to shine in that. Don't call That's, me Norman. That's his best, yeah. That's his best work. Is clearly Slash Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. Slash Gallagher. That's a, definitely a baddie for the ages. Yeah, I want that name. What's my name? Slash Gallagher. Slash Gallagher. Well, that, you could always just change it. I mean, he was not Slash Gallagher either. He was Norman. So. Oh, that's um, right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Just pick it. You just pick the name you want. You know. And, and yeah. Don't call me Norman. Doesn't he say that? Don't call me Norman. Yeah. Call me Slash. Which I'll have to say that. Don't call me Tyler. Call me Slash. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Gallagher. I think that's another element of this movie that's definitely worth considering for people that aren't familiar with Wincott. You know, again, Evan Laurie is just one who just kind of he shows up in these movies and he's a lot of fun to to watch. And he's you know, he's got great hair and and all of that kind yes. of stuff. And, yeah. and so, you know, Rothrock is someone who has just done so many movies and work with so many different people. And her career is just kind of, you know, from Hong Kong to the U.S. and and the different roles that she does. It's kind of cool to see that, that, you know, and and I think that's one thing that's kind of cool about Rothrock is if you're trying to see a lot of her movies, you'll get introduced to some of these other people like this, I think, if you haven't. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, hopefully, you know, imagine people that are listening to our blog probably know who all these people are. And they're probably saying, like, yeah, Matt, you don't need to tell me who these people are. I, I, I know them. That's why I came to your site to begin with, because, you know, you, you guys and Ty and, 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 you know, really people talking about these movies. And so I was already watching them. And um, but, you know, if you are someone who hasn't, you know, been exposed to these you know, being a Cynthia Rothrock fan, you will you will get you'll meet people. John Miller, you know that you you will see people that you never you know you, that that you probably won't be seeing in other movies. Um, but that'll it kind of expand it, so you'll start to kind of move from those to other ones. You'll be like, oh, what's you know like like you were talking about Brett with um, you know, uh, Last Man Standing and uh, and Mission of Justice, where you can get like a. Uh, you know, start doing more Wincott and, and all of those. And so I think that's one thing that's really right. cool about Rothrock is that her career is so expansive. She's worked with so many people. Fred Williams is another one she's worked with. Um, oh, Lauren yeah. Apadon. Um, there's so many that you could, you, you start to go, oh, Billy Blanks, whoever else. Um, and that's one thing I think is really cool about her career. Yeah, because if you're a fan of any of the other people she's worked with, you're going to get that too. So it's almost like an added bonus. And if there's people you don't know, you're going to be introduced to some great people. Like I doubt anyone would be, would say, Hey, I'm a big John Miller fan. I'm going to check out this Cynthia Rothrock person. Who's that? No, you go to the other Yeah. So you, you're a fan of Rothrock. So you discover John Miller. It doesn't, it doesn't work the other way around. So yeah, you, you get exposed to all these really interesting, very colorful characters and it, it very rarely gets boring. Let me put it that way. Definitely. Well, I, I have the perfect uh, movie for the last one then. It never Let's gets boring. It. Okay, here we go undefeatable oh yes yeah. okay <laughs> glad you mentioned that yeah number one it's the number one rock rock movie <laughs> I, you know i can't argue with this um because I, I i was looking at my number one and it my my number one was a personal pick for me with the china o'brien for the nostalgia factor and all of that mm. 
Um, but I think when you're comparing movies, you for me, it, it's kind of like the same as like when, when you guys did the Van Damme list and I was like, well, Bloodsport's my favorite, but I, I think Hard Target is his cool. best. Um, or I think the same thing happened when we were doing the um, the Seagal one where I was like, um, yeah, I can't remember what, whatever it was I picked as my favorite, but you know, we were thinking Mark for Death was, was his right. best. You said that you put it on there twice. So then oh, we were talking right. about <laughs> And right, then you said, <laughs> it's like, right. oh, it's one through five, right. Mark for so, Death. Right, exactly. That's <laughs> but that illustrate the difference between like what might be called a sentimental favorite and right. what might not, you know. Yeah, but this movie, Undefeatable, I remember Kenner was the front. Kenner, um, Ryan Kenner of uh, Movies in the Addict was the first person to tell me about this movie because um, I didn't really. It wasn't one of the ones that I found, you know, growing up in in the, in the 80s and 90s, like I did China O'Brien or Rage of Honor and, and those kinds of ones. Um, and when he mentioned it to me, I was like, okay, I want to check this out. I was a little bit leery of the fact that you have this uh, serial killer martial artist um, who like beats women up and then gouges out their eyes. Um, I, I thought that was a little right, bit too right? extreme for me. Um, so I was like. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm going to want this movie, but then I watched it and it was like, nope, this this is that good, you know. It's it <laughs> exactly. any issues that you have with that, that I have with that kind of thing went out the window when I started seeing the fight scenes. Well, yeah, and plus it's just too silly to take it 100% seriously. Hey, you, know? you can't take Stingray uh, that seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, now this, you know, it's kind of like it goes hand in hand. It's almost a companion piece to Honor and Glory. Um, because they're very similar in a lot of ways. They uh, both have uh, Rothrock and John Miller. They're both directed by Godfrey Ho, correct? Yep. And, um, you know, in America, and, you know, their, their plots and just everything about them, like the way they're shot, are very similar. It's I don't know if he shot them back-to-back, but knowing Godfrey Ho, he probably did. <laughs> and they have a very similar feel, that very fun feel, that is just so awesome and just so much fun to watch. And he doesn't splice any other movies into it. Into it. Yeah. So it's your only, the real movie. Well, well, that's what I was going to say. For anybody who yeah. hears the name Godfrey Ho, which I, I think undefeatable, he was still Godfrey Ho, whereas Honor and Glory, he was Godfrey Hall, that he went oh. by that name and, and Honor and Glory. But I was going to say that for people who think of Godfrey Ho as, let's splice in a ninja movie with some Hong Kong movie and put them together and make a movie that way. That's not what these movies are. They're not two movies. I mean, who knows what, what they're spliced to get. You never know exactly what happens. But, but it's not that idea. You're not going to see people who, who jump in with, like, ninja written in cursive or whatever that fancy script is. On yeah, the I love that. Yeah. yeah. Ninja. Right, exactly. So that's not what these movies are, even though they were directed by Godfrey Hall or Godfrey Ho. Um, you know, they're, they're – I agree. With, I think you were you, you said in one of the I think in the Honor and Glory one that these might be his you know his best. It's it, there's like it's, it's a different feel, but it is it, it it's entertaining in a more like I don't know what the best way to describe it is, but more in a more like like straight ahead movie kind of way. I think the word you're looking for is holistic, <laughs> because, because uh, they are they feel like whole complete movies. They're not splice jobs. If they are, he did a great job because you can't tell. I don't think they are. No, they're uh, real movies. He wanted to try to go to America and make a full movie from start to finish, and that was his intention. As far as I can tell, that would be my guess. Um, uh, and um, they're just there's. They're, they're two peas in a pod. You know, if you like one, you're going to like the other. Um, so I, I, to a to a Rothrock fan or a newcomer, I would recommend both of those. Honor and Glory and Undefeatable. And Undefeatable has a great ending that I'm not going to spoil, but a couple minutes are fantastic. Yes. Yeah. 
And so that's one thing I should mention, too. If you look up Undefeatable on YouTube, the ending, I think, it might be like the first video that comes up. So keep that in mind that <laughs> it's people people love the ending. The ending is is that's one thing I think that makes Undefeatable a better one for me than Honor and Glory is that ending. Um, I mean, I like the ending of Honor and Glory, but the, the ending of Undefeatable is just it's it's as perfect as it can be. It's just like I, the I, I to, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just agreeing. Go ahead. Ty. Oh, OK, so I just wanted to mention the ending to Blood Debts. Because that also has a funny ending. Yeah. I didn't want to give that away. Look that up on YouTube, too. Blood Death's ending. <laughs> and right. Teddy Page, right? Teddy Page, yeah. has a similar kind of silly kind of ending. It's like, oh, you can't help but laugh. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Teddy Page, if you like if you like Godfrey Hill, you'll probably like Teddy Page. Um, Teddy Page is someone worth talking about. One or the, both of us should, or the three of us should talk about him sometime, because he deserves some time in the spotlight. Just want to say two words: Phantom and Soldiers. Yeah, Phantom <laughs> Soldiers. We're talking about the end of the other movie. Check out the beginning of Phantom oh. Soldiers. It's it's a killer beginning. Did, have you seen that one yet, Matt? I've seen, I think I've, I've seen Phantom Soldiers. I haven't seen Blood Debts. Now Blood Debts, I'm I'm writing it down because that's just gonna go on the list to, to check out for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean Teddy Page, you're right, is one of those ones. And it, the funny thing about Teddy Page is that. Um, he's one that you look up and you're like, you want to, f- you, you assume that that's really just like a, a stage name and he's got like an Italian or a, you know, or, or you know, Philippine or, or you know, uh, Asian name and he's just going under the name Teddy Page. But no, it's Teddy Page. Like, that's him. He's doing that right. stuff. And I think it's just the opposite. I think he gave himself some Philippine and uh, Italian pseudonyms. Like, because if you look at his pseudonyms, he's directed lots of movies under all different names. Yeah. And um, yeah. Uh, it, now, his I, movies usually have at least one really, really good scene. Like some of his movies hang together completely, but some they'll have like a really good scene or two. But he, he's he's a very interesting filmmaker that doesn't get a lot of um, attention. I think. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely he doesn't get he doesn't get mentioned in the names of you know like the serial eight Santiago's or Godfrey Hall or Godfrey Hall. I keep saying Godfrey right. Hall now because of the way he put his name in honor like Godfrey Ho, um, you know, Bruno Matai or any of those. You, you right, really right about that. Like yeah. he does he does deserve to get mentioned more in that that realm um, because yeah, he's a name that when you, you you're gonna see his name come up enough if you're watching those kinds of movies. Um, and uh, I think that's part of he, he's almost like how Albert Pion was for me where Albert Pion when I first started the blog I didn't really know who he was I was just making I was watching his movies and it's like boy I'm noticing this name Albert Pion is coming up more and more and so it's like I've done like 20 of his movies I should put him in the Hall of Fame and Teddy Page is kind of the same thing where it's like um you know you you don't go you don't go into it thinking like oh I'm gonna be this Teddy Page fan or you're somebody that you've heard of before it's like boy, you know, this name Teddy Page seems to be coming up at the beginning of these movies a lot. Then you look him up on IMDb and find out that you've watched a bunch, and um, which I, I think is kind of a testament, too, to him that, that you know, he makes the kind of movies that we like, which I think is important. And um, you're right. I think he does oh, deserve more more, more um, respect or more, more notoriety for what he does. Oh, yes. I mean, the thing is, a lot of his movies never really came out on VHS or DVD here in the U.S., so I think that hampered him a little bit. I mean, yeah, some did, like Blood Debts did, but I mean, how many people saw Blood Debts? You know, probably not that many. But a lot of his a lot of his movies were only released in other parts of the world. So I do think that hurt him a little bit as far as his name recognition. But I mean, now we're living in the age of the internet, and that's changing, thankfully. Yeah, that's helping with a lot of these things. I mean, you know, Cynthia Rothrock movies that we couldn't get before, we can get now. I mean, suddenly, you know, the Holy Grail 
secret of King Mahi's Island that I think for, <laughs> for 10 years, all of us were, you know, when we first yep. started doing these blogs, like that was one that was like, how do you get this movie? And, um, you know, finally somebody, you know, you know, Simon was able to track down a copy of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, you, you know, you can get stuff now that you couldn't before. And I think that helps, I think too, when you're talking about someone like a Cynthia Rothrock, um, or, or, or whoever, Teddy Page, anybody that you can go on IMDB, look up movies and then see if they're on YouTube. And, I think a lot of these movies that are on YouTube now, um, you know, yes, obviously there's things that are uploaded illegally that, you know, have copyright things. But for the most part, people can find movies. If, you know, if, if I'm a company that doesn't want my movies on YouTube, I can go on there and find them and, and get them removed. So generally, if a movie's up there, it's up there because, you know, it, it's, you know, it's it's there because it, it belongs up there. It's going to be up there. And so you, know, you can get in there and find things that you couldn't find before, which I think is really cool. Oh, yeah. And um, I don't think there's too many people, you know, hot to uh, infringe the copyright of Secret of King Mahi's Island. You know what I mean? I think it's on there. <laughs> people are leaving it alone because who cares, essentially? I mean, we care. But yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. People don't care about the legalistic aspect of it. Right. Well, because, I mean, it's, it's not like it's being really, you know, yes, yeah, so it would be great if, if they, they put out a Blu-ray version of they cleaned up the, 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 the footage and put it on a Blu-ray and, 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 you know, you could get it. Maybe you get it at a, a pair with Final Reprisal or something like that. With another oh, that'd be nice. really cool. Yeah. Really cool double feature. Yeah, but you know, if if, if that's not happening, you know, it, it's good for these movies to exist in some way for us to be able to enjoy yeah. them, and you know, and especially for someone like Gary Daniels, who you know has so many movies he's done, to be able to watch one of his earliest ones and say, oh yeah, that's you know, there he is, look at that, that's great, and it's not like it's the best movie, but there's so much of that that factor of it, and um, you know, that that's like. You know, watching an early Gary Daniels like that—that that, that, yeah. that makes it so good. You can well, use early. I'm oh, sorry, oh. go ahead, Brett. Go, go ahead. You can compare him to Rothrock insofar as that he made movies in all different countries, and some of them are hard to find, and some aren't. Yeah. I was kind of about to say that also because he's in these early PM movies, like for like a second as like a fighter mm-hmm. in the. Right now, I think it's as his first role as male stripper. Is that right? <laughs> yes, I didn't see that one. It's Miami Vice. It's <laughs> oh, yes, Miami Vice. <laughs> yeah, it's very That's good. His first role. I heard the, the story I heard about him was that he went to the Philippines and pretended to be a movie star with his like big man mane of long blonde hair <laughs> and his you know rippled biceps and his and his, his martial arts ability. And he just like sold himself as a martial arts star. Uh, movie star, and he got into those two Philippine movies, uh, Final Reprisal and uh, Secret King of Mahi's Island. And I guess he he moved on to Hong Kong from there, right? Because he was doing like um, you know City Hunter and things like that. Which um, I think you're you're right about that with Cynthia Rothrock, kind of the same thing where she did both. I I would say the one difference between those two is that um, Daniels made the move away from or doing things that weren't quite action. Um, maybe a little bit more so than than Rothrock. I think Rothrock did a couple that were like kind of more like tense drama type things. But well, you know, yeah, there's Portrait in Red. It's like an yeah. erotic thriller. Haven't seen it. In a Night Vision, which came a lot later. Yeah. The one she did with Fred. Yeah, with Williamson. Fred. Yeah, and you know Daniels is doing. I mean, he's doing Lifetime movies. He's doing um, <laughs> Christian movies. Do. He's kind of just like he's just you know kind of just what you know what, whatever's there. He's he's doing it, and I, I think Rothrock might start doing a little bit more of that. Um, and I think it would be kind of interesting to see with her because I I think one of the things we're looking about you know when we look at her movies that you know like the five that you picked here, Ty. You mm-hmm. add on you know the, the Rage and Honor series. You re- add on the, uh, the the China O'Briens, uh, the Tiger Claws, all those. Oh yeah, yeah Lady Dragon too. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's done her martial arts scenes. You know, we don't necessarily need her to be in a movie where she's doing a fight scene every 10 minutes anymore. You know, we've we've kind of we, we you know, she's she's done her work. She's done her due. So, you know, it would be interesting to see if she kind of makes that move the way that I mean, Daniels is still doing martial arts movies, but you know, he's doing other stuff as well. I mean, I, I, would, I think it would be kind of funny to see Rothrock do, like, you know, the wrong whatever with, with Vivica the wrong a. child. Right, the wrong child is what I saw recently with Vivica A. Fox. I mean, it would be kind of cool to see her do that kind of stuff and, and, and not have to take, like, a small part in an action movie like she's been doing with, like, Showdown in Manila or, or um, you know, something like that. You know, I think for her, that might be the next turn in her career is to, to kind of just do those kinds of things. But, you know, who knows? I mean, I guess the one thing I would say is, She's done her work. She, you know, we don't, you know, I would love to see her do mar- more martial arts in movies. I think that would be fantastic, but she doesn't have to. She's, she's got this, the, the, her CV is pretty, pretty real well locked up. I mean, again, the, the movies that you picked here, Ty, um, all of them are just filled with, uh, you know, just, just high octane martial arts and action. And the scorpion kick. Let's not forget about that. Exactly. Yeah. If you didn't mention that, I was going to mention that. That we always love to see the scorpion kick. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's. I mean, I mean, it, it's. It's almost like she gets out of the way too. Some. Like I think in um, um irresistible force. Like she does it in like the first ten minutes. So it's like okay, I've done it. You know. And yeah. um, get on to the rest of the movie. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, oh, sorry. I was going to do a, a quick. Uh, I didn't want to list to pass without mentioning Bin Bin. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, Bin Bin, the Magic Crystal. Yeah. Right. Yes, I haven't seen that one. Um, now, I'm, I'm I'm trying to think about that one. Um, that's not the one. So that wasn't the one. That wasn't the one that was made in Cambodia, right? That was a different one. I think does that one have Richard Norton? I mean, it's in one it? for Hong Kong movies. Yeah, Richard Norton's in it. Right. Okay. And yeah, it's a Hong Kong shot movie, I believe. Yeah. No. No. Were, on YouTube. Were you guys able to get that on? Oh, you you saw it on YouTube? Yeah, I think so. Right. I believe we did, but it was a couple of years ago. I, yeah. It should still be there. There's a chance it might not, but I would check it on first. Yeah, I've wanted to see that one for a long time. I mean, the, the it, it, I, it's one I haven't seen yet. Um, and I, I think I looked to see if it was on YouTube. It might, might be. It might be in my, my, my playlist or something like that. I've got a, I've got a couple mm-hmm. playlists. If you ever follow on, a, on YouTube, I've got um, one that's PM entertainment movies where I'm trying to kind of collect all of those, and then um, I have one that's. Uh, um, just like um, what do it say? Like um, just random movies that I see on on. on oh, okay. Yeah. So I know I see I, your letterbox that has a bunch of movies you're going to be watching or yeah. watch soon. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I you know I don't know. I wasn't. I mean, definitely I found yeah, Blood Street is not a JCT one. So, but uh, yeah, I found that one. But um, okay. Yeah. No, I it's it's one that I definitely want to to check out because that's one I I've had on my my list for a while. Um, yeah, so what, what, was that one like a lot of good martial arts in it, or is it kind of more like a fun, goofy it's, thing? I think it's a little bit of both, from what I remember. Because there's a yeah, little there's thin. definitely martial arts, and I think there's some mysticism, you know, a little bit of, like, supernatural goings-on. Um, it's all about the kid named Bin yeah, Bin. There's a, yeah, there's a kid named Bin Bin. I think in real life his name is, like, Pin Pin or something, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's pin like in, in credit, it's like in Pin Pin as Bin Bin or something. And it's, yeah, and for that alone, it's worth seeing. <laughs> it's kind of like Sergeant Slaughter as Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or my Cobra Cole as Cobra Cole. Yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a, a, a dim sum place here in Philadelphia called Bing Bing. So when I hear Bin Bin, that's like the first thing that pops into my head. Is like, <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe they're big fans of the Magic Crystal. <laughs> that could be. That could be. They didn't want to, but they, they were afraid of getting sued for copyright, right? For the, the, the yeah. Magic Crystal people come and, and sue them for the, <laughs> the rights to their restaurant. So sue me. I'll sue you. Sue, right. sue, sue. It goes right back to suing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, another um, honorable mention that I wanted to put out there was um, Rage and Honor 2. And the reason oh, why I, I wanted to do that. Yes, exactly. I remember actually watching this one with my dad. Um, it was it was on like Spike or one of those channels. Um, and. It was on in like kind of in the afternoon, like kind of late afternoon before like we were going to watch something else or something. So we're, he was watching the end of it with me. And that scene at the end where Norton is beating up Patrick Muldoon, but he's also like taunting him too. You know, he's like, you know, I, I can't remember what the kid's name was, like Robbie or something like that, but Patrick Muldoon's character. Um, but he's like, you know, like he's just like beating the crap out of him and then taunting him at the same time. I remember my dad like getting the biggest kick out of that. Like he was just like he just thought that was fantastic that he was he was like kind of like taunting Patrick Muldoon's character along with Richard Norton. Oh, <laughs> it's, man. it's funny and, you mentioned his name is Robbie because I think his name is Tommy. So that's pretty Tommy, good. That's memory. what it was. Yeah, Tommy. Yeah. That's what it was. And he's like, "Come on, Tommy. You're you're you're, you're a big boy. It was like, Come on. You know you can do this, Tommy." It was like he's just like mocking him the whole time. Um, the other thing I remember about that one is it had a poor man's um, Matthias Hughes. In it. Yes. Yeah. Wow, you have a good memory. Thor. Well, I, I, I remember because it was I written in the blog. That's how I was like double go, going back and checking it out. And um, because I, I was kind of looking through these myself to kind of see which ones I remembered. And that that poor man's Matthias Hughes with that beautiful like blonde ape drape that he had. That was just you know it's, it's, it's it, for you know when you think of '90s movies with their mullets. You know, just having a mullet in a movie is just standard, right? You just always have mullets in movies, and it's like, okay, you know, the the bad guy's got a mullet and he wears a black blazer and everything. But this guy's was fantastic. It was, you know, it was it wasn't so much party. It wasn't a lot of business in the front. It was still kind of partyish. You know, it was a little more like business casual in the front, but the back was just all party. And um, you know, all of that was great. And then of course you, you still got you know Rothrock and 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 um and, and Norton in there. I, I call them the Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers of DTV action. Um, yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah. And, well, and, go ahead. No, 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 finish your finish your thought. No, because I, I, you know, for me, I almost when I was thinking of my top five, I mm. was thinking like I could almost just do like the two China O'Briens and the two Rage and Honors, and then it's like, well, then where do I fit everything else? And so <laughs> like, you know, and no, and, and that's the mark of a good star. You know, that there's too many good ones to to choose from. Yeah, well, I just wanted to mention, Brett, that I know Rage and Honor Two, Hostile Takeover, has that great. Yes. Um, I like saying the subtitle. Uh, it has fish fighting. Well, you, know, I, I, no- you didn't mention it. I was going to. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up. But yes, Richard Norton has two giant fish and he kind of swings them around like nunchucks and uh, beats people with fish. And in our review, I, I believe we said that uh, he has pioneered the art of fish fighting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like shoot fighter, you know. <laughs> I know it's oh, you want me to do the street? You want to do the shoot fighter line? Okay. Yes. You have disgraced the art of shoot fighting. Yeah. Okay. So, no. You gotta watch it. Yeah. Yes, that's awesome. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it, and that's see, that's probably one thing that's good that my dad. I don't know. He would have probably gotten a kick out of. It. I was gonna say like maybe you know him being a fisherman if he saw somebody wasting fish like that in a, in a fight scene. <laughs> he might have he might have been upset by it, but I, I I think my dad would have seen the humor in that part because like I said, he only came in at the end. He just saw Patrick Muldoon getting the crap beaten out of him by by Richard Norton oh, at the end there. Yeah, but see that's how the movie turns things on its head because it's not that someone's wasting fish, it's that the fish are wasting you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. That's, That's perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just going over the list here, though, I think you can't go wrong with anything. Like I said, I haven't seen um, Angel of Fury. I saw I saw Lady Dragon 2, which I, I wouldn't put in my top five. Um, I thought that it one was like moments. it had its moments. I think it was trying to split the difference between lifetime movie and action movie too much. Um, yeah, and, it was an interesting split. Yeah. And I think Rothrock is too much of a damsel in distress at parts in that movie. Um, and I think for her, it doesn't work if she's like being captured by baddies or you know being threatened or menaced right. or you know having to like be. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Captured yeah. by Drago, you know Billy Drago is the villain. right. Yeah, it, it <laughs> as works. he usually is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know she needs to be the one who's who's. She doesn't need to be getting the having the day saved. She needs to be the one who saves the day. Um, and and like all the five that you picked here, Ty. That's that's how it. Again, I haven't seen um the, the Angel of Fury, but the other four, you know, mm-hmm. she is always she's, nobody's rescuing her. She is no, the one who's. Yeah, I mean, she might not always be the lead in the movie, um, like you said with Undefeatable, um, or or um, but you know she's at the very least she's she's a co you know star or she's a a, a partner. She's not someone that um, is the the woman who gets dragged around and and captured and all that stuff. Right, and I don't even think that was a conscious decision on Ty's part. It's just it, that's just the formula that works the yeah. best. Absolutely, yeah. I just like what are the best rock rocks I can think of at the top of my head. And those are the first five that came up. Exactly, exactly. I know you know you were you guys were joking on your your previous episode about the the word trope, and I I always joke that like the biggest trope in 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 movie blogging is movie bloggers using the word trope. But yeah, I feel yeah. like it's like hard to come up with a different way to describe the term damsel in distress, or describe that the, the concept of the damsel in distress in action movies, um, other than that. But I think it's it's one thing that I think for someone like Rothrock, it's a bigger deal. Like, you know, yeah, Lorenzo Lamas can get captured and tied up and thrown in a corner or something like that all he wants, but it's like, cause he's a guy, you just kind of, you know, take it as like, he's going to go do whatever he's going to do. He'll break out of it. Right. Exactly. But it, it does have a different connotation when it's the female as the star. And so, um, I think that's one reason why I didn't like lady dragon too, as much because of that. But it had, like you said, it had its moments. Um, whereas I think like when you look at these ones that you've chosen here and then even some of our honorable mentions, it's like, they don't just have their moments. It's like the whole movie's moments, right? It's like, it's like the whole thing is, it's it's like stops a lot of its moments. Well, I definitely think that's true for honor and glory and undefeatable. Um, in my personal opinion. Now, that brings up a question, kind of going back to the John Miller topic. I, when I wrote the Honor and Glory one, I was saying, I think I liked him better as the baddie in Honor and Glory than I did as the hero in Undefeatable. What, what do you think about that? Oh, Which one did you feel about? 100% agree. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Like, yeah, better as the villain. Yeah, he makes a great villain. I mean, it's close. I mean, because yeah. you get that great John Miller quality. But yeah, as a baddie, I think is his forte. Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. Well, at this point, we're, we're going to wrap up the, the Rothrock discussion, but before we do, any other thoughts or, 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 or honorable mentions or anything like that that you guys have? Um, uh, well, we kind of mentioned them. Rage and Honor 1 and 2, and well, there's Tiger Claws has its moments. Yeah. 
The first Tiger Claws. The first it's Tiger kind of Claws. Returns with the Tiger Claws series, but the, yeah. the first one, yeah. This one was good. The third one, not, not the, the best one. No, boy. Not in... We won't say anything too negative. Yeah. We're a happy, we're a happy show. Yeah, you kind of feel like with that third one, you're like, man, you know, because I mean, I mean, two, really, the only thing that, that, that holds up two for me is the fact that Bolo Young is working a food truck and like having to yeah. make somebody think A to good eat. memory. Yeah. Well, that's the only thing I really remember about that movie. I just, when I made the post, I just posted pictures of him working in the food truck and like, like somebody like waking him up and like, I love the fact that he's like Bolo Young and he's like, oh, okay, all right, I'll start making some meals for these people now and stuff like that. And it's like, and I think like it's disgusting, wasn't it? Like it was like horror and they they couldn't stand it because he didn't know how to make the food because he's like from some ancient period in the past that they brought him to the the future from or something but um but yeah, yeah it's oh no i was gonna say like when we get to that third one it's almost like yeah you know maybe you should have stopped it too yeah <laughs> yeah it did feel a bit unnecessary um it has kind of a ridiculous ending from what i recall but um but it's funny you should mention bolo as a food truck driver because in shoot fighter isn't there a fight in a grocery store i think there is yes or there's some sort of food related fight i think in shoot fighter i already did the lines i'm not doing it again <laughs> <laughs> that's okay well once is more than enough oh okay good <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that strikes me about Rothrock when I look is, you know, about 30 of her movies on the on the blog, mm. is that, you know, her career, it's not just like, you know, you think like, oh, yeah, you know, she's sort of the first lady of, of DTV action, but really her career, I mean, I would take the Pepsi challenge with her CV and, you know, against someone like Don the Dragon Wilson or, you know, Gruner or somebody like that, where it's like, you know, you know, you look at Wilson. He's had a really fantastic career as well. But you know, like he's got the blood, the blood fist series and a few others. But you almost feel like like Rothrock. It's like Hong Kong, United States. You know, um, you know, doing kind of just all kinds of different movies. Cambodia. Yeah, right? Cambodia, exactly. Yeah. It's it's almost like Wilson. You know, he had his career that was really fantastic, but it was kind of almost like limited to that 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 Southern California. Um, you know, doing movies. You know, Roger Corman, PM Entertainment stuff. Um, it, it, and you know, we think of Wilson as being one of the big main, main you know mainstays of DTV action. I mean, I would put her career up against Lamas's as well. I think. I mean, you know, again, outside of Renegade, you know, he's got a, a few DTV series, and we think of him as like one of the the big names. Um, but you know, is her career not just you know thinking of her as being like as a woman in her career, but just overall, you know, putting her in with all the stars, I feel like you got to put her right up there with, with the oh, big absolutely. names. Absolutely. She has a lot. Of There's at least seven, eight good ones, which is fantastic. And better than some, like you mentioned Gruner. I mean, I, I think her, her career outshines Michael Paré in my yeah. opinion. I you mean, Paré and he has a lot of weak ones and he, Paré and Lamas are in killing streets. Yes. And, yeah. It wasn't very good. Right. But, yeah, like you said, you can put her up against a lot of the DTV or even not DTV action stars. And I think she has more winners in her column than not. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I think, you know, someone like a Dudikoff even, you know, we think of Dudikoff as being like, you know, like – the, you know, one of the biggest names and you, you put their careers together and it's like, it's interesting, you know, with Dudikoff, there's quite a bit of drop off after the American Ninjas where, yes, he's got some real great ones out there. There's a lot of really other fun ones, but 
you know, I don't know if you could do if you'd go as deep with his career the way you would go with 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 Rod. Now again, he came into this in a very different way. He didn't come into it as a martial artist. He came into it as as kind of just a a movie star character, a person who wanted to just get in as an actor in movies. And then he gets the, the American Ninja movies, and um, I think it's kind of like the the Michael Jai White effect, where Michael Jai White said, you know, he doesn't like to do a lot of action movies because he says. You know, when you kick someone in the face, you get known for kicking people in the face. And I think that was kind of the, the Dudikoff thing where he kicked people in the face in American Ninja. And they're like, OK, you need to kick people in the face in all the movies you're in now. Um, and so, um, you know, but but I think, yeah, Rothrock is, is definitely someone that, you know, I, I think it's. You know, this this podcast has probably been long overdue. We probably, you know, I, I probably should have scheduled this, uh, you know, further in the, in the in the past. But you know, I think it's it's definitely she's someone that that is one of the biggest names, I think, and one of the, had probably one of the biggest careers out of all the people that we we feature on on, on our sites. Yeah, totally agree. Okay. I'm, I'm happy we're for this podcast. <laughs> Excellent. Well, yeah, so we'll, we'll leave that there, and then you know, kind of right now, um, what, what do you guys have coming up on on the sites and and, and the podcast and all of that? Well, let me think. What's the next review? I think we have um, uh, the one way out. After the- oh yeah, a great one. One way out with um, yeah. uh, uh, a possibly national treasure, Ivan Rogers. Yeah, you gotta check this one out. Might still be on Amazon Prime, Matt. Okay. One I'm way writing out. that one down then with blood deaths. Yeah, blood deaths and one way out. Yeah, because Ivan Rogers is amazing. <laughs> It'll be your new hero. It'll be your new hero. It'll be just like John Miller. It'll be like my you next know. Evan Lurie, right? I'll just be oh, like, Evan... I'll be like trying to get like. What... I think you'll love him as much, but he's very, very different. He's, uh, yeah. you know, a different type of uh, action star. You know, he's he's pretty soft spoken. Yeah, all just... to say. <laughs> very understated. I can't wait to check that one out. If that one's on Prime, then yes, I'm definitely gonna try to to do that one. Um, yeah, I think that's that's fantastic. I know, um, you know, Ty and I will sometimes talk about like what what are we watching right now? <laughs> what are we what are we doing for the blog? And I um, I, I have been kind of trying to take a break on watching movies for the for the blog because I had like such a huge backlog. And I don't know if you guys are kind of like, and I, I know Ty was saying you guys have you're kind of getting through the watch pile. Oh yeah, we have a pile, um, and, uh, and our pile is actually going down but uh, but we do have a huge you know kind of a banked backlog of movies that we will be posting so it's movies we've watched and the reviews are written but we we watch more movies than we post so we only do uh, one review a week on our site but so basically the good news for anyone who enjoys our site is it's going to keep going and going and going for a long time to come because oh, we have a right. lot of finished reviews that are that will be coming throughout the next probably several years i would say years well i think blue tiger <laughs> might be the next one actually yeah blue tiger virginia, yeah virginia madsen yeah. then i think it'll do one way out oh we'll right see. right oh, okay yeah I I remember, I mentioned you, you mentioned that one that one's already on my list to check out with yeah, yeah. I, I that one sounds fit i mean you guys have what over 1200 now yes we have, we have over 1200 reviews on the site yeah oh, that's I, a lot <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I think I had asked Ty, I was like, because I don't know about you guys, I, I will sometimes forget if I, I'll, I'll like look up a movie or I'll see a movie and I'll be like, oh, I should watch that for the blog. And then I'll I'll look up that actor and realize I already did that movie before and I completely forgot. And I'm, we're not quite there yet. We're, we're closing in on a thousand. But it is funny how when you do so many and you guys have been doing it, you know, what, over 10 years now. Right. So it's it's like yeah, oh, yeah. so many. There's some earlier ones in like 06. So I guess we'll count those two. But yeah, ten, it's been 10 straight years of doing this. Yeah. Basically, yeah, 2010 is when the site kind of really kicked into high gear. So, yeah. But I was doing it before then, so it's really been yeah. quite a while. I was well, going to say, doing... I... go ahead. Oh, 
well, I was going to say, I think we talked, you know, we, we'd come, because I started in 07, and I, I feel like it was right, not long after that, that, that we were in, in contact and talking about reviews and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, it must have been that long. I just talked to remember. And I, right. just, I have to mention to you via audio that your review of Extreme Honor is so funny. <laughs> the 300-pound pork roast meathead guy. Yeah. I, can't, <laughs> I still love that every day. Yeah, <laughs> anybody who's not familiar with that, if you go to the, the site, if you go to the blog, actually because 300-pound pork roast is tagged, and because it's a number, it's at the top of the tags. So if you go to the tags, you'll see it there. Um, but Extreme Honor was a movie that I was – it was probably – I would say it's up there with Ambush, the, the Dolph Lundgren movie. It's like the worst bait-and-switch ever. Um, it it If you look on the cover, you see what looks like it's going to be a Michael Ironside, Olivier Gruner action fest. And Madsen. And, yeah, and with, with, with Madsen, Michael Madsen in it, and you, you think, okay, this movie is going to rule. And then you get into it, and it's just featuring this guy who is best described as a 300-pound pork roast. That was the best <laughs> way I could describe it. But no no casting aspersions on him. I, I actually put on the blog, I said, you know, you might feel like I'm being too hard on this guy by calling him that. And it's like, well, no. If the movie is going to package it this way, they think he's the 300-pound pork roast, right? They're like, we can't we can't send this movie around. We can't advertise this movie or sell it as, you know, based on a, a 300-pound pork roast. We've got to sell it. As a, a Gruner film, you know, and um, I think I, I was so mad about that bait and switch that I just went. It was like I was like seething. I think as I was watching the movie, yeah. I was like, I can't believe that they're doing this to me, you know, that you know, and, uh, and so and, and people have joked. They're like, when are you going to use that three hundred pound pork roast tag again? And it's like that guy's not doing any other movies, you know. He's like, that was his one movie. And it's like I don't know if I should tag other people as three hundred pound pork roasts, but. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess if, if it ever comes up again, um, but well, maybe um, you can do like different weights. Like, like maybe you can do like 250 pound pork roast. <laughs> Somebody else is not quite the 300 pound pork roast. Um, yeah, because the other one, the ambush bait and switch, that was a trailer cover everything bait and switch, where they were like packaging as this like this movie where Dolph Lundgren is squaring off against Randy Couture and and like you know uh, you know Dolph's the DEA agent and Randy Couture's the drug dealer and they're oh, like sounds good. Yeah, right. It seems fantastic. You watch it, and all they're doing is just following around this like millennial jackass guy who's like completely like you know like I don't you know he's just like he's a total tool, and he's like you know like and, and he's like he's like doing his own monologues and stuff, and it's like there's no very little doll, very little Randy Couture, and I was like, how could you do this to me? Like how could you know? And I've never seen a trailer bait and switch before. I think that was what got me was that mm. the trailer was making it seem like this was a fantastic movie, and I was like. No, this is, you know, so yeah, those two, I think for bait and switches, um, you know, and I, I don't think ambush that review didn't come out anywhere near as well as the extreme honor one where extreme honor, I was just like, yeah, the 300 pound pork roast. But there is a quote in the movie. No, I personally haven't seen extreme honor, but Ty has, and he told me about the, a quote that happens. Ty, you know what I'm talking about. You have honor. You have extreme honor. Like that line is actually said in the movie. Like someone says you have extreme honor, right? I think. They tell that to the pork roast. So right. <laughs> I have to rewatch it, or maybe that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a copy, but I can probably get yeah, one. I think I have a copy, too, because I think I bought it. I think I was like, oh, oh. it's Gruner. I, maybe I didn't buy it. Maybe I got it from Netflix, but it was yeah, one of those too. things. Yeah, it's like. I've got to get, you know, I've got to get Gruner, you know, I need more Gruner. I'd, I'd put him in the Hall of Fame at that time, and I was, you know, trying to kind of get more of his films up, and here's this one, he's on the cover, it, you just think, okay, this is going to be perfect, and you're just watching it, and it's like, okay, wasn't Olivier Gruner in this movie? You know, and you see it at the very beginning, and then he doesn't show up again, and it's like, 
okay, well, what, 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 why do I care about this 300-pound pork roast and his daughter that's dying of cancer? Like, you know, what, what, like, what reason do I have to care about this? I'm, you know, I'm watching an action movie with a little bit Gruner and Michael Ironside. And, and so, yeah, that needs to, like, you start to realize, because that's the thing. I, I think I, I also put in the post that I was going to report them to the Better Business Bureau, which I, I didn't do that. But. <laughs> so, so that means 300-pound pork roast isn't going into your Hall of Fame anytime soon? No, no. Fortunately, he doesn't have the, the, the CV. He doesn't have the, you know, but that could be because like if a, he did, he would be first, probably, because it's a number, like the tag. So the first one you'd see would be the 300-pound pork roast, then everyone else. Well, you know what it could be is, um, like, the Baseball Hall of Fame has, like, these areas where it's, like, when milestones happen, like, that, you know, it's like, oh, this person gets their whatever hit, you know, so we're going to put that back. And then it's, like, if it's, like, the first thing that happens in this sort of thing, they'll they'll put it in the, you know, and in, 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 so, like, maybe a person who's not a Hall of Famer but does something, you know, so – like 300 pound pork roast might go in for like the worst bait and switch ever. Like, you know, like, <laughs> well, right? at least like, he'll be there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like he'll get his own little wing of of it. Right. That's what I, mean. I, could, <laughs> well, I could create another area of it. Like you know, like like honors. You know, like you know. There's a little shank, you might say. Right. <laughs> exactly. You, know, you, you gotta walk through because you go through where all the busts are. Right. The busts of the of the of the stars that have their their movies, and then you've got other parts of the of the the DTV Hall of Fame building that you can go through. And there's like there's a 300 pound pork roast known for being the worst which <laughs> of all time like a, like a little like read the you know thing that you read right that talks about it you know when matt first rented this movie it was like, you know, yeah like, i can i can see like that like an audio tour yeah right, right and whatever year 2009 or something yeah it kind of just covers the whole thing and yeah that's that's a good point like you could you know things like that probably do need like a some kind of something more than just uh just being the tag the 300 pound pork roast because that was that was definitely a kind of a, a classic review there that that you know <laughs> Making lemonade out of lemons there. Yes, well, absolutely. Well, that's what we do sometimes. Oh, go ahead, Brett. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, that's what we do sometimes. You know, you, you you watch a movie that's not so great, but somehow when you write a review of it, you can kind of like turn that into something that's at least sort of fun or entertaining to read. I, I enjoy doing that, like flipping that, you know. Yeah. I just want to say that if Pork Rose is in the Baseball Hall of Fame, he's in the Baseball <laughs> Hall of Fame, but not Pete Rose. Not the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now we're just getting crazy because now we're talking about baseball. And I know, but I just wanted to sneak that in because you know he's not in the Hall of Fame. Well, that would well, be what, what you might say is that uh, the, the pork roast would be in the Baseball Hall of Fame, but Pete Rose isn't in any action movies. Oh, that'd be good because he has he has a great haircut for it. <laughs> he would be great. Rose, you know, yeah, he's Rose, yeah. <laughs> That's what it's like. Did you guys ever see the the TV movie that ESPN did about Pete Rose, where Tom Sizemore played him? I sure did. Yeah, I love Tom Sizemore. Yeah, it was like it was like hard to think of him as Pete Rose because he was like playing this like like this degenerate gambler, like kind of like overweight, like kind of like like elderly gentleman who's just like going around like like ripping people off, and then like um yeah yeah I was just it was it was like hard to you know like I think Brian Dennehy as Coach Knight was a little bit better, but oh yeah, um, no, that's really good casting. That's good. Yeah. season on the brink. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I haven't seen the Pete Rose movie, but just off the top of my head, like Sizemore doesn't really look like Pete Rose. No, it it it, it was a fascinating movie. It was it was like, yeah, I mean, the best way to describe it would be like if I don't know, no, like what you know, it, it would be like if you were doing a movie about like some you know elderly degenerate gambler who like hangs out at like Foxwoods or something like that, you know, and like wears like. <laughs> You know, like 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 Velcro shoes and and you know like some old like khakis or whatever and like an old members only jacket and you know like and and you know I, it, it, that's what that's that was the Pete Rose he was playing and you when he whenever he was doing anything baseball wise you're like 
who is you know like this is just some guy from you know that you're seeing like playing lottery tickets at, at the, the convenience store or something <laughs> was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah no one really talks about hustle the tom sizemore movie so it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> remember so, the title i mean it was it was it was fascinating it was a fascinating movie and i, I mean i enjoyed it it just if i was pete rose i would not have been happy that like tom sizemore i mean he just like destroys him in that movie it's like did he have the hair like was tom size sure did. did he have like that bowl he haircut that, he sure did yeah <laughs> it's, really even worse. it's like even it's like a like it's even worse it was like a like that hair but like again like someone just like you'd see sitting on the bus or something who's like getting <laughs> off to go like you know go to the dmv or something or whatever you know and, and like taking advantage of like a senior discount at the grocery store on a tuesday morning it was like <laughs> oh boy <laughs> Well, that's the wonderful world of DTV for you. You never know what you're going to get. Exactly. Well, maybe that's a, a good note to wrap it up on. Um, yeah. where, where can everybody find you guys? All right, Brad, you do the plugs. Uh, well, you're better at most of the plugs, but I will say that um, our podcast, the Come Up and Reviews podcast, is on iTunes and now a number of other formats. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, we're now on TuneIn, Google Play, and Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. So uh, people can check out our podcast there. Uh, the website that we've referenced many times throughout this podcast is comeuppinsreviews.net. And um, if you want to email us, usually about a podcast-related question or concern, you can do that at crpodcast.yahoo.com. Uh, Ty has some of the social media yeah. links, so I'll yeah, let him I'll, do those. <clears throat> sure, I'll do that. I'll, it's uh, Ty Comeuppins on Twitter and Comeuppins Reviews on Facebook. And Thai Action Rocks on Instagram. That's basically where I live. So yeah. <laughs> your VHS pictures. My, I post my VHS pictures. I posted Night of the Kick Fighters today. Yes, which was fantastic. I I think one thing that's great. People that you know uh, aren't following you on Instagram. Everybody should be uh, a Thai Action. I mean, following nice. everything. Great, following all this stuff. But um, what I love about it is it's not like you you're just posting like VHS. Like oh, I found Jerry Maguire at a yard sale or something like that. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> these are like from your collection. And they're like if you if you like the kind of movies that we're talking about on this podcast here. It, like each day you feature a new one that is just right in that where it's like either it's like I, I, I've never heard of that one and I got to check this out or it's like I remember that one and it's so cool that you have a copy of it or it's like I have that too and it's really great to see this. And, and I mean oh, nice. all, the, every part of it too where you've got like the tagline, you've got the you know the, 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 the synopsis on the back where I mean like Night of the Kickfighters is great because it's like they spell kickboxing capital K. ICK space capital B boxing. Yeah, I see <laughs> that. Yeah, aspects of that too. I don't mean to cut you off, but um, first off, Andy Bauman's posture is very funny. He's sort of like tipped over on one leg with his leg in the air. He has like a blade of some sort in his shoe. I, I think it's a pasted on face on a different body. Yes, it looks. It has to be. It looks. And, yeah. And the right. kicker is that it says he's in these other movies that don't exist. <laughs> yes. Which, you know, that. in the yeah. age before the internet, you could get away with that. Like it says Andy Bauman from Ninja, what is it titled? Ninja? Ninja 2, Ninja 3, and Night Kill. Those are not real movies. <laughs> <laughs> they made him up. 
So only in the era of VHS before the internet could you even do that. So that makes it a gem right there. And it, it's kind of indicative of the movie itself, which is also a, a gem. Um, it, it's a movie people have to see. Uh, but the box alone will keep it will keep you mesmerized for at least several minutes, I would say. <laughs> That's why I bought it. I read I saw the guy's face. It's like, I need to buy this movie. And it was worth every penny. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, Night Kill and Ninja 2 aren't real movies? What? I want to see more Andy Bauman. What's going on here? I know. We've been saying that for years. <laughs> like, can we bankroll these movies? Like, can we make them real? Like, if I had the money, I would just make Night Kill and say, okay, now it's real. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it was great. It's like, that's just like one box. Like, all of them <laughs> like, have sort of all of that stuff to them. And I, I, it's just one of those things where it's like every day I'm kind of scrolling through Instagram, but I see that. It's like, it's so fantastic to just kind of look at that and then, you know, kind of page and then, um, you know, and then like, yeah, and then you see the comments and like people are, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, I've got to check that out or something. But it is always kind of funny to see someone who's seen it and like, oh, you know, this or that or something or, you know, just again, like just picking up some of the funny lines like that. Like you said, like the fact that none of the movies actually existed, um, you know, it, like you could do that back then. Like, you know, one, you, 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 yeah, you didn't have the internet, so you weren't going to go home and look. The, you'd just be like, oh, I'm going to wait till I see that in the store. You're going to be right. like, well, yeah, if this guy was in these movies. He must be pretty good, you know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rent this. And, and I, was, I, think, I think when I first bought this movie, I thought, wait, let me look into this Ninja 2 and Ninja 3 and Night Kill. I couldn't find anything. Well, yeah, you, you would have no reason to think otherwise. Like you, it, like back in the late 80s, early 90s, you would say, okay, next time I go to the video store, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look out for those. You had no reason to doubt that they were real movies, but upon closer inspection, uh, they are. Um, and the other interesting thing is that uh, AIP really tried to turn kick fighting into, I guess you would say, a thing. Because, you know, they had Night of the Kick Fighters. They had a kick fighter with Richard Norton, yeah. where he plays a nine-year-old in the opening yeah, sequence. Yeah, he plays a nine-year-old. He has like a bowl haircut and a goofy like little hat. Yeah. Um, and um, and I think there's one or two other things where they mentioned the term kick fighting. And it just, as I think I said in one of the reviews, it never really took off. Like I threw around the water cooler at work the next day. No one ever said, hey, did you see that great kick fighting movie last night? Like that, that didn't really work, but they tried. They really tried. And we respect that. Well, cause, yeah, because don't they call it – don't they say it's the, the – well, don't they say something like it's the best kick fighting movie or something like that? Like it's um yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, kick fighting you. like you've never seen before. Right. Yeah. It's like like it is like it's a thing. Like it's you know like like you, you yeah like I you know it, most people are like I've never seen kick fighting before, but they, nobody wants to admit they've never seen kick fighting before because you don't want to be the one person who's never seen kick fighting, <laughs> right? right. You don't so, want to be the loser that's going to admit that. And <laughs> and also if you look on the spine of some of the box, you know where it has a category where it'll say like action or drama, or whatever. It's, I think on some of them it says kick fighting. As the genre. <laughs> I'll double check that. that I think so I'm great. right. I think I'm yeah, right. You're right. You're right. It's just kick fighting. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, it, it's. You know, we, we I think we, we that's part of the nostalgia factor, I guess, is all this is like oh, yeah. trying to remember what it was like back then. And, and it's funny because, you know, you think of like watching like USA Up All Night or something where they did like those sex romp things where you'd have these characters that would play movie industry people doing things like essentially like that. You know, oh, just write whatever on the box. I'll just say they were in yeah. these movies that no one will know. And, and you realize when you see these movies, you're like. No, that stuff was real. Like they weren't just like making fun of something or just like playing something up. Like they, they probably knew people that were doing this crap and they were putting in the movie. Yeah, and well, but like you said, it, it all goes back to that great video store nostalgia that can never be repeated. 
And it, so it goes, it goes into that category now. Oh, this was so cool. This is so great. You know, like you, you can't imagine a movie coming out on Blu-ray today and Sony making up a bunch of movies that someone was in. Like you, it would never, ever, ever happen. Yeah. Well, cause you'd get caught, you get caught immediately yeah. for, for pulling that. And, and so, um, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's what blows my mind about the bait and switch thing is that, you know, people do bait and switches now, but I guess it's because it, it, there's still not enough, you know, like, like, you know, if I do a movie, if I make a movie and I completely repackage it as something else to try to sell it, like, oh, this movie's got Bruce Willis in it for five minutes and he doesn't even do his reverse shots, but I'm going to plaster <laughs> his face on the cover yeah. and, and sell it. Like, it's going to take a little while before, and, and a lot of people are, are, if they're at their Redbox thing or they're looking to stream something, they might not go through the process of looking on IMDb and seeing who reviewed it, <laughs> what they said about it, and find out, like, oh, there's no Bruce Willis really in this movie, I'm not going to watch it. So they can still get away with it to that point, but yeah, you can't say like there was movies of the because you're going to get killed on the internet. People are going to make fun of you for it. Well, yeah, and I think we've mentioned this before, maybe even on one of your podcasts. But they're, they, I think the closest thing the last time they did this is when they made up that fake reviewer. Oh, David yeah. Manning. Yeah, where they said David Manning gave all these great reviews, and his name is quoted on all these boxes, but there is no such person as David Manning. Well, yeah. like you said, he 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 uh, he loved the, a Knight's Tale, but then he got caught because he loved the animal of Rob Schneider. So See, that was too far. That's what did it. That yeah. is too far. Knight's Tale, you can get away with, not the animal. No one likes the animal, or maybe yeah. you do. That's what raised the red flag. It's like, wait a minute, no one liked the, the animal. animal. This guy can't be real. Because yeah. right, because I think you guys mentioned that on your um the DT memories that you did with your friend Paul on that episode. Oh. I yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, which was a really great episode. I mean, again, we were talking about people should be, be following your, your podcast anyway. But yeah, I remember you, you mentioned that. That um, yeah, I mean, because I think there was a certain point where like movies like The Animal, they just stopped screening them for critics. They were just like, you know what? And, but if you notice now, what they do is when they when they they do critics for for a movie, they will do like like five quotes from the same critic that was like Maxim Magazine or somebody like or some like movie blogger and it's like the same five it's like five different quotes but from the same reviewer it's like you know greatest movie ever says you know Jim from action movie blog or something like yeah. that you know and then it's like you know non-stop action loved every minute of it and then again you see in small writing Jim from action you know and it's like uh, <laughs> that's one thing they do try to do now like they've, they, they I guess instead of inventing someone it's like if we can just find one person who likes it that's what we can go with well I mean and sometimes you have to look far and wide for that like when um uh ty the movie with tyler perry um oh alex cross yeah and it said such and such from myspace it didn't even say a name it just said myspace i mean come on i mean talk about a reach like did, did that many people hate that movie that they couldn't even find one person not on myspace and this wasn't I and mean, this was long after the demise of myspace they they had to really really reach there right yeah. So it's just kind of funny to see. It's like, oh, I really loved it. it says MySpace. Oh, okay. Oh, MySpace <laughs> loved it. I'm gonna watch it right away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's like um, the Minion. Um, somebody actually quoted the on the box for that one. They quoted my review of it, where I said it's too amazing for words. And of course, it was like a completely ironic "too amazing for words." Like, right? I'm talking about like, him, like using a spike glove to get people in the pim- primitive part of the brain because he's a, a KGB trained Knights Templar and like all this crazy stuff. And I was just saying how hilarious it all was. And so I called. I said it's too amazing for words, and that's the quote that they used. That's amazing. Context, interesting. Right? Yeah, so. exactly. So I mean, maybe that's a, that's a lesson for any movie blogger out there that um, even if you don't like a movie, say you like it at one pair, one sentence of the paragraph. 
and uh, and that might get it into a. What well, the time? Oh, at least the one time. I mean, we could have been quoted other times. I don't know, but we we are quoted on the box for Gang Wars, aka Devil's Express. Nice. Um, which yeah, is that, a great movie. Did you guys actually like that one or was it? Yeah, we did. No, and the quote was completely in context. And so, and I didn't know, like I just bought the Blu-ray like anybody else. It's not like they told me. So I got it in the mail and it's like, Hey, that's, that's what I wrote. So I thought that, that was really, really cool. But yeah, they took, it, I just said, it's like, Oh, I forget what it is, but it's like, you know, it's uh it's weird and people should see it and it's a must see, you know, for like B action fans or something to that effect. And they quoted it and that was really cool. Yeah, it's funny they don't tell you about that. Yeah, because like the minion one, somebody saw it in the in, in their their like not Circuit City. I don't think Circuit City was still open at that time, but it was like one of those kinds of places. And they took a picture and sent it to me, and I was like, no way, I gotta buy it. And it's like, yeah, we we probably have we. I mean, not to make us out like we're the greatest things ever, but we probably have other like reviews in on boxes in places yeah. that we have no I idea about. <laughs> Why don't they just tell us? Like, just email us <laughs> or something. I would want to own anything that they quoted us on, like because I mean the Gang Wars Blu-ray was put out by Code Red, you know Ronin Flicks. I was trying to figure out like maybe we're quoted on some other Ronin Flick stuff, but I just unlike Ty, they don't show the backs of the boxes on their website. You know Ty does on his site, they don't. So I mean I don't know, we could be on some of the other ones, um, but I don't know. Show the back of the box. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's like because we remember we um I was showing Ty that we that you you guys had a, a movie quoted in um uh, Marco Seidelman's new Sam Furstenberg book, which is um, oh yeah, total the threat. Yeah, and and I think we're gonna be in that lunch meat thing, right, Ty? Yeah, I thought yes, but it's too hard. I can't really explain it. It's like we're gonna be oh. on like a like a magazine thing. Yeah, <laughs> like they, they review for act, right? You're gonna take a review for Triple Impact of Dale Apollo Cook, and then you know give us some credit. It's gonna be it's gonna be on like a website. It's gonna be cool. Oh, excellent! That's really cool. Yeah. So at least you know. At least somebody's telling you like we're, we're doing. Yeah, this. I got I got message and all that stuff. I it's all set. Yeah, I think that's it's a shame they don't always do that because it's nice to know and be able to say because that you can share like you're sharing it here. You're sharing that 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 that's happening and you'll share it later. Right. Yeah, I mean we'll get the word out more if you let us know. Yeah, and same thing with that, um, that Jacob Gustafson book, which um, right. I think yeah. it's a self-published book, and I I know that uh, we did a a blurb actually for it. On the back, yeah, because he sent me yeah. a copy of it to review, yeah. and your your quote is on the back. Yeah, so that's another thing where they quoted. So that's that's the stuff we know about. Right. Um, <laughs> if anyone out there has stuff that we're on and you know and we don't, message us. You know, get yeah. in contact with us. Yeah, everybody out there, let us know if if you're using our quotes for things because first off, we don't. We're, we're happy. We're we're happy that you're using the quotes. Yeah, we want to know. Yeah, and and we'll we'll publish it. We'll, we'll we'll publicize it even more. We'll we'll put the pictures on our Instagrams and our social media, and we'll. We'll get the word out for your movie even more if you're using our quotes. So yeah, let us know if you're doing that because yeah. we're happy to. We're happy we'll to help. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like we contacted Code Red on Twitter afterward, and we said like, oh, thanks for using our quote, and they're like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, well, when were you gonna tell us? You know. <laughs> exactly. But, they weren't. That's the thing. They weren't. You know, they just they, they just wanted to use it. So uh, yeah, but uh, maybe that's a, a good note to leave things on. But um, so yes. yeah, if, um, you know, just you know, for the vlog here or the the, the podcast, we um, you know. By all means, reach out. Um, you know the, the blogs dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com, um, Twitter, Facebook, the whole nine yards. You know how to find us. But uh, thank you again, Ty and Brett, for coming on. This was another really great episode. I had a great time. Oh, oh. Uh, definitely our pleasure. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having us on once again. We'll have you on again on our podcast very soon. 
Right, yeah, we'll we'll maybe, we'll maybe skyscraper. Yeah, skyscraper. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, skyscraper. Yes, we're gonna have to have you guys on in a, a, a future episode to discuss skyscraper, or or we could do it on your podcast. Either way, yeah, we could do it either yeah. way because uh, I'm sure Richard Haas he knows how to find you guys. He should if he if he doesn't he should he should be listening to your podcast. But I think he has. I think he's tweeted um, about. I think he has. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So so we could do it either way. Whatever 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 works out for sure. All right. all right, well, we'll have to do that. And if, if we don't do that, we'll do something else, and we'll, we'll always stay in contact. Yeah, no Absolutely. problem. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks again, guys, and uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.